Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 15. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of current events that are going on as race season is upon us, as well as some strength training. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links from the show notes. Now let's get after it. Hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is Eric Manning and alongside me, as always, is Joel Hatch. Joel, how the heck are you? Doing pretty good. Glad to be back on the mic. Isn't it weird? Yeah, I took that week off. I was trying to figure out how to hook everything back up. It seems like we've been off for so long. I was afraid the mic said rusted. (laughs) Rusted. (laughs) A little rusty. So, uh, yeah, as you know, we didn't do a show last week. Um, We took a little R&R. I was out of town visiting the nation's capital. Yeah, it looked nice and warm. It was free. Isn't cold. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's. Uh, it's definitely a different cold than we're used to here. Yeah, that humidity really makes a difference. I mean, I saw the temperatures. And I'm like, okay, this is what I need to pack. This is what I need to take. And I got there. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I need some battery operated equipment for this. Need some boot warmers. But it was awesome. I'm a huge history buff, and I absolutely loved Washington D.C. So I'm gonna have to head back, probably a year from April. Uh, check out the Cherry Blossom Festival in all its grandeur. So. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great to be back. Yeah, and not only that, but today's episode should be span- sponsored by the letter D because we have found some dirt. We did find some dirt. Oh man, we found some yesterday and today. That's right. We're on a dirt high. Yes, absolutely. So that turned things around on buddy. the Wasatch front. We've been little white, definitely white for a while. So Joel uh, and I got back out there, found some dirt, and we had a little fun the last couple mornings. Uh, yeah, that really was. Boy, I'm I'm having a hard time finding the words. It's kind of recharging, I think. Cause I, I think so. I, I was done with the snow. Definitely done with the snow. And then you see all the pictures on on all the social media pages of people down Moab and Black Canyon. Yeah, and totally An- jealous. Antelope Canyon. We have some yeah. friends down in Zion. Yep. And here we are going. Oh, this is fantastic. Leaving us poor suckers up here in the Great North. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> but we did find some dirt. We ran with a bunch of deer and a bunch of bunnies. Oh, yeah. Man, I was telling my wife about that. I said, man, we saw about 10 bunnies this morning. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I thought one was going to kill us. Yeah, that was the uh, the uh, Monty Python bunny yeah, there. Yeah, you can't turn your back on those guys. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, <laughs> if your headlight hits them just right, their eyes are like freaking like devil red. And you don't turn your back on the devil red bunnies. Not not at all. So, But I haven't seen that many bunnies up on the hills, and that's a trail we hit a lot. So that was kind of fun. So let's see, where are we at? We, uh, we're back from our break. Uh, we got some running in. Yep. And uh, maybe we should start by giving a virtual high five. Yeah, big uh, supporter. Big shout out yep. to Mr. 
Jim Skaggs. That's right. He really helped us out during the Kickstarter, and uh, definitely want to say thank you to him. And if you haven't run his race, the Buffalo Run, on Antelope Island, you need to. I think that it's a it's a good introduction to trail running. It's also a great place to figure out where you're at with your training in the springtime because the course is super runnable. You need to go out there and check it out. It's fun. Well, and he's got a distance for everyone. He does, so for the most part. I mean, he doesn't have like a 5K distance, so don't think that you're going to sign up and you're going to do a 5K. It's 15-ish, probably like 16 miles for the 25K, yep. and it's pretty honest. I mean, there's that one section out there by Lone Tree that, I mean, if you're feeling pretty good, you can run that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever run that. I don't think I have. I've always walked it. <laughs> but the rest of the, you know, of course you can run that sucker. It's fun. It is. And then, the, you know, of course he's got the 50K, then the 50 mile, and then that lovely 100 miler that starts on Friday at noon. Right. You do the 50 miler twice. Yeah, that's oof, that's that's tough. That, I think that's a mental toughness that I don't want to try. I've already, uh, I haven't even registered, I've never registered for it. And that's probably why my mental capacity for something like a 50K is is a 25K loop twice. Yeah. And I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, yeah, I think that's where a lot of people struggle is like, you got to do that loop twice? No, thank you. I know. And then you talk to some people and it's like, oh, I love loop courses. Right. So I can come back and then go. But when I come back, I just want to be done. Yeah, pretty much. I don't want to head back out. No. So, um, so yeah, Jim's got those races, but I guess there's a problem. It's going to close. Yeah, so by the time the podcast comes out on Tuesday, you'll have, what, six more days to register? Yeah, registration closes on February 29th, which is Yeah, so you got to get in there, get yourself registered, and if you don't get yourself registered, you've got another chance to sign up for one of Jim's races. Logan Peak is coming up, folks. That's right, that's in June. Yeah, June. He he and I were just talking the other day, and uh, I think he is going to try to bump his runner limit. Now... It doesn't have a big limit. Yeah. Like, what, 140 maybe? 100, yeah, 140, I think 150, right. yeah. something like that. Um, that course can handle more. I mean, that's just my opinion. It can handle more. Um, but the limiting factor has always been that first and last aid station. And when it's hot, and if you don't fill up at that last aid station, you're going to cook in that canyon oh, on the way yeah. down. Dry so creek. he's trying to you know work out something where he can get... Either some horsemen or some mule train to bring some extra supplies in. You gotta try this course out. It's cool. It's awesome. It's uh, you earn the climb. You earn yeah. the view at the top. Oh yeah. But then you come down and it's it's awesome. It's yeah. Beautiful. After that first climb, it, boy, it's almost all downhill. Yeah. Except for that last little little bit, you know, you go through that section on the north side of the peak um, where all the flowers are. Oh yeah. Those yellow yep. like arrowroot. Yep. Balsam root, whatever those things are called. Those things are awesome. But then right after that section, you get into this heinous section of mud. I I don't think I've ever seen it not have mud. Yeah. But right after, that's the little climb, and then you wrap around, what is that, the west side of the peak, going back to the aid station. Boy, that is way pretty. It is. Yeah, it's something else. It's a great course, and of course, they've always had, they've always done a good job with that. I mean, there's never been any problems that I've seen. I've run that quite a few times, but you know, now Jim's in charge, so things will, you know, I don't think he plans on changing much, but like you said, maybe just there's no need to change it. It's a great course. Maybe just some entry uh, up and just bump that entry. And uh, man, his price is ridiculously cheap. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's unheard of nowadays to find a race that quality, and under a hundred bucks. Well, it's 
it's an awesome start finish too. Yeah, there's a park, there's grass. I know. There's a pavilion. Yep. And it's just a fun finish for the family, even to yeah. hang out and watch people come across. Oh yeah. You know, bring an umbrella though. Oh, it is warm. It at gets that it finish. gets warm, and you don't want to sit in the pavilion because you're on a on a bench. So it's always yeah. nice to lay in the grass, have a you know a little mai tai or something with an umbrella <laughs> in it if you, if you like, or just you know a nice uh, hoppy. That's right. Beverage. That so. sounds pretty good. So. Again, Jim, thank you very much for helping us with the Kickstarter. Uh, we really appreciate that. So what do we got next? Well, I mean, we've got the Smut Race coming up, too. Oh, yeah. So Luke Nelson puts on a really good event up there in Pocatello, up there in those foothills. Really not foothills. There's some big hills up There's there. There's some big hills. <laughs> so the Smut Race is coming up. So if you are looking for that beginning of summer event to really test your fitness, and you should, Smut's got a good distance for you somewhere. In there, you know, 100k. What's he got? He's got 60k too. Yep, and 30, I believe. 30k. So, yeah. what is that? 17-ish miles, 35-ish miles or so, 36, 38, something like that. Yeah, it's 100k, then, 60k, 35k. So he's got again another great race director, and, that, and that's something we're trying to do is promote really awesome race directors because we've run races where hmm, course yeah. is good, but maybe the organization is not so hot or maybe they put it on for the wrong reason true i mean that boy we're gonna see more of that it's unfortunate but we are um so we're trying to promote really good race directors yeah these are our friends uh there's a reason that they're our friends they're super awesome people they love trail running uh we want to support them and they've been on the show they have so there's a there's a win-win yeah so the smut's coming up if you haven't registered for that early june type of race Hit that one up for sure, folks. And also, you know, if you go to Ultra Sign Up and check out the Scout Mountain Ultra Trail yep. page, the pictures on there Ooh, yeah. are awesome. You know what? I just, so I, I'm not really trying to plug my services, but I just rebuilt, or I just built a brand new website for Scout Mountain Ultra. Because in the past, it's it's resting on the Pocatello50.com yep, that's domain. that's how it started. And that's how it started, right? right. And so the, this past winter, you know, after I finished up the, the Ty Draney Endurance site, um, Luke Nelson said, hey, why don't you build up a new site for me? So I just finished it. I think we're ready to put it out there in the public. And the, the pictures I got are just super rad. Yeah. That, even the pictures on the on the Ultra sign-up is not. And that doesn't even give it justice. Everybody out there knows no. pictures never do it justice. But they when don't. you see nice photos and good-looking ones, and you're like, oh, that's going to be special. Oh, yeah. And then what do we? Well, we gotta, we gotta, we got to give a shout out to the next this race coming up this weekend. Um, it's coming out on Saturday, February twenty seventh. I wouldn't oh, call. Yeah. I guess it's not a race. Uh, um, it's it's running up for air. An awareness. Yeah, an awareness. Yeah. Uh, it's on. An it's at Grandeur Peak in yeah. Salt Lake. Um, it's put on by Mister Jared Campbell. Ooh, he started the Pocatello fifty. He did. So yeah. he's no stranger. It's thirty five bucks. Yeah. It's a twenty four hour. Suffer run fest. up and down <laughs> Grandeur Peak. But the cool thing about it is it's actually for uh, raising awareness for the poor air quality we have up and down the Wasatch Front. Yeah. And if you have been along the Wasatch Front on those those nice, what do you call it, inversion-type yeah. days, it's nasty. We had our share this winter of them for sure. Um, I, th- I think that's why we were just kind of so bummed out over the last month is it was just inversion after inversion, and it got really bad. We had the worst air in the nation Jeez. for a solid week, and that's embarrassing. It's way embarrassing. And if you can go out and you can support an event for 35 bucks, come on. Yeah. 
I know that he's going to have really good support at start finish. Yeah. Uh, out there on the course, though, I think you're out on your own, as you should be. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. For well, sure. It's up and down. It is up and down, but it's a it's a butt kicker. Yeah, it is. I think you get about 4,000 feet of vert on this thing. Do as many laps as you can, and it's for a good cause. So if you got nothing else going on this weekend, head down to Salt Lake, running up for air. You can find it on Ultra Sign Up. And there's some good, uh, there's there's only, I'm going to look here, there's only 34 spots left. Wow. Did they limit to like 100? I think it's 100. Is, you know, I know in the past they've had problems. Actually, it's 75. Right. 75. But there's some, you know, especially if you're from the the Wasatch Front area, but there's right. some names on here that people recognize. I mean, there's Jenny Lynn Eaton, Eric Storheim, Luke Nelson's going to be there. Our good buddy Ty Draney's has Ooh, signed up for it. Coming down out of the cold. Right? Suzanne Lewis. She's uh, a stud. Yeah, I mean, there's just some Buzz Burrell. I mean, there's some... That's a legend. Yeah, right? So it'll right? be fun, fun just to go hang out. And Big you know names. What? If you don't run, if you can't run, I'm sure you can go down. It's a 501c3. You can yeah. give some donation to Donate. help them out. That's uh, for a good cause. So Sure is. So that one's coming up. But enough about what's coming up because we go on for days. There's so we many can. races. So what happened last weekend while we were on break? Well, while we were on break was the running... Uh, we could, I guess we could start off with the Moab Red Hot race. That's been around forever. It has. Um, and their course record was almost broken. Yeah. It was off by five minutes. Rob wow. Carr, Rob Carr said it in uh, 2013 in 344. That's so fast. On the 55K. And uh, Jim Walmsley from Flagstaff came in this year at 349. That's really impressive. I That's heard there was quite a bit of snow on the course. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I say quite a bit of snow, there was snow on the course, yeah. right? And on that slick rock, that that's, could be dangerous. That could be treacherous, yeah. especially if you're trying to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's... And then uh, Brittany... I'm going to I'm gonna go here. I'm ready. You're Brittany Goikachea. Oh, nice. I nice work. I nailed that. Yeah, you uh, did. There was an Argentinian goalkeeper, so I think that might be the same last <laughs> name. Uh, from Boise, um, won the women's in 445. Oh, man. Fast, fast, so, fast, fast. And then... Uh, Let's see what else, and that you know, and that's a fun race, and that was in the the fifty five k. They do have the thirty three k, which again is is quick and fast. Christian uh, Gehring uh, won that in two twelve mm-hmm. on the men's side, right. and Alicia Shea again out of Flagstaff won oh, for the ladies in two thirty nine. Those Flagstaff runners, right? What's going on down there? Uh, I think uh, Ian huh? Torrance has started something down yeah. there personally, but that's just my opinion. And then the same day was the Black Canyon races. Which was a golden ticket race for yep. Western States. And uh, Mr. Sage Canada tore it up. That is really fast. Yeah. You think about that over the 60-plus miles. He ran under eight hours? Seven, seven something? 752, which is the course record by, I don't know, over 40 minutes right in there. Crazy. And he second place came in almost an hour behind him. That's really impressive. So uh, Sage took it. And then for the women, a uh, name that everybody knows is Amy Sproston out of Bend uh, in 10.09. Wow. So, so she took uh, first overall for the females down there. So. so this is, I think, the first time we've really, really looked at that race this year. It's because primarily we had friends going down to run it. And started looking into it. I'm like, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Nice alternative to Red Hot, you know. So the course, or the people get done. I'm, you know, texting somebody the next day. Hey, how you doing? What'd you think about the course? How was your race? And the first three sentences, I got bacon feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh. 
And I kind of blow it off because, you know, I'm talking about Tara. Tara, you know, did the bear last year and she got bacon feet at the bear. I'm like, well, maybe she's just prone to getting bacon feet. Yep. So later this week, you know, I go see our boy Nate. He's our massage guy. He's working on me, working out the kinks. And he says, everybody that did the race got bacon feet. I guess there's a bunch of water crossings down there. Oh, wow. And you mix that kind of like that, that fine sand soil with water, and boy, your feet get tore up. That's weird because all the pictures I've seen, it looks just dry and yeah, right, dry with cacti. I know it looks pretty too. So it does. I'm, I'm interested to go down and try it. To be honest, you know, and I think that's its third year for that. But it just again kind of goes back. There's so many races now. Yeah, you're it's crazy. A, you're gonna have a heck of a time figuring out where you want to go yep. when you want to go. You really got to plan your year wisely. And we touched on this maybe what two, three episodes ago yeah. where we're saying, hey, you know, we know that you love doing the old standbys, the things that got you into the sport maybe. It's time to branch out, folks. Try something new. It is. Yep. And Saint, you know, with that, Antelope Canyon just took place. It did, yeah. Uh, I don't have the results for that, unfortunately. I'm not, nope. not you know, I got to get better with social media. Well, um, I'm like not sure the results Twitter are. Twitter and everything. I don't know. Maybe they are out there if we dug for them yeah. try to find them. But you know what? For me, it was about seeing the people down there having yeah. fun. And if it's not, maybe this is kind of shallow of me, if it's not like a golden ticket type of race, or if it's not the big dance, or if it's not hard rock, or if it's not a big 100, I really don't care about the results that much. Yeah, I care about seeing people having fun. Well, I think what I like about these races right now is we've been in hibernation. Right? Well, at least you and I have. Been. Well, I think for the most part, running like race-wise... You see the same people at races, so you do. It's like okay, I can't wait to see so and so from such and such. Yep, you know, so it's, it's such kinda, a strong community. It is. So this is, you know, it's starting and people get so giddy. Yep, you know, I know that's what Moab was for years. I would go oh, down yeah. there and run that, but it was more about seeing my friends from Colorado. Yep, uh, other places because it sure it, is. it's been like all winter long. You just don't see them. Yeah, you run with your training buddies. You run. You know, by yourself, but then it's like, okay, here's here's these people that I haven't seen for six, you know, four or five months. It's party time. It is. So that's what the early season races are. For. I I know, but, but I think we're we're almost ready to get past that early season stage. I don't know. What do you think? Early season goes through March, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe so. Maybe April. Yeah, I think I think March. I think April kind of. You know, Jim's uh, Buffalo runs always been a big race it has that was always like the transition from kind of spring but now we've got freaking what zion yeah zion's first week of april following that up um that gorgeous yeah that's a, that's the neck the same no, it's weekend the same weekend same yeah weekend it's the same zion? weekend because now i'll be running zion so i got into i got off the wait list from the gorge waterfall right. 100k yep and family reasons proximity sure. yeah and because we're taking too many trips here, uh, <laughs> we decided to stick closer to home and head down that to Zion. DC trip hurt, didn't it? It was unexpected, and it stung a little bit because yeah. it was so cold that we did take some taxis. A lot of taxis. And, you know, if anybody's out there taking... And we didn't do the Uber thing. I'm still new, so pardon me for that. Everybody said, you should have been using Uber. I'm like, <laughs> I just... I seen a CSI episode with an Uber or something, and it scared me. Didn't that dude up in... Michigan that just killed like seven people. Wasn't he an Uber driver? <laughs> you know what? He might as well have been right. because it just scares me. Now, I'm not saying I'll never use it, but taxis are easy to identify. Right. Right. And so I, I just, I don't know. I spent too much money there. I, I think you're kind of, you know, either dating yourself by not using Uber or you're, you're showing that you're just kind of this 
technological neophyte for not using Uber, and I'm not faulting you for either of those. But I think I might be a, a, a mixed breed of those. Sure. <laughs> You you got. I mean, if anything, on your next trip, you got Uber. Maybe when you go to Hawaii, yeah, find but that Uber driver. Maybe that'd I'll be just, cool in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're just finalizing that. We kind of changed our plans a little bit. We were gonna head down for or head over for two weeks, week in Kauai, week in Maui. As of today, about two hours ago, we changed it. We're doing a week in Kauai. So we bumped we bumped off the Maui airfare is ridiculous. <laughs> You're right. And then you got a island hop, which is like. 150 bucks a person. Yeah, that 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 hurts. And being gone from for two weeks, I don't, right. I don't think I have that lifestyle anymore. No. So we're well, just. Well, I mean, if if you're running over there, that's cool and all. Yeah. But I'm not sure that you can be running over there. I'll run a couple times. I got to hit that Kalau Trail. Yeah. I said that quick to see if I hit it right, but I'll run over there. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it, finances are catching up, so I'm gonna stick close to home. Um, and I'm still flipping the coin between uh, my first race of the year, which right. would be Monument or Buffalo Run. Ooh, so that's a tough one. I think Monument, if you're going to go down there and only do it one time, go down and do the 50 miler. So that way you get that full experience. You get to see everything, right? Yeah. But if you're going to go back and do it multiple times, knock out the 50K once, maybe go do the 50 mile. But that sucker's down there, man. That's way out of the way Yeah. for us along the Wasatch Front, at least. You did that last year? I did. Okay. Loved every minute of it. It was awesome. Um, I'm going to say something that's been bugging me about this, though. Because everybody is, like, so in love with this race, and so am I. Driving into the monument itself... It's stunning because, I mean, all of a sudden, you can see the formations like, you know, a good 30 minutes away, 45 minutes away. But as you get closer, they become more realistic. I mean, you're just in awe. But we saw thousands, and I'm not lying, I'm not exaggerating, thousands and thousands of beer bottles on the side of the road. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. And maybe they've gone ahead and they've cleaned them up since then. Yeah. But I have a feeling that it's just this reoccurring thing of people sitting in the back of pickup trucks, chucking out beer bottles as they're driving in and out of the reservation. Yeah, because you can't take it on, right? No, you can't have alcohol on the reservation. And it bothered me. And it still bothers me now that there's that significant of a problem of litter on the side of the road. And maybe it's a good service project. Yeah, maybe because that does suck. It does. I, I mean, hate it, litter it, it anyway. detracts from you're driving in. You're like, this is one of the most beautiful place in the world, but there's freaking trash all over the place on the side of the road. That's a bummer. Yeah, it, it was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. So I, just, I had to get that off my chest. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Because that I didn't know that. Yeah. And and it, but I mean, don't let that deter you from going down. It's awesome. Everybody should do it at least once in their life. But don't chuck your bottles out. Oh Lord, no! Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm still, I'm still on the fence because, as you know, I'm not really primed for the 50k. I was hoping for. I wasn't either, but I went and did it. Yeah, yeah. Now you threw me there. So uh, yeah, and, but you know, I love Jim's race. Buff. I've always go at Buffalo Run. Right. I mean, it's a rant. That was my first ever trail race. The first year was yeah. put on. I ran it. Right. My first 25k. Mm-hmm. It crushed me. Oh yeah. And I had never run a trail race. I'd never run a race before. 
right? So that was my first one the first year it came on, and I didn't know what I was doing. I had a Ziploc baggie in one <laughs> hand with some type of powder drink. It could have been Tang for all I know. Might have been, huh? Or Postal. Leftover from the 69 moon <laughs> trip. <laughs> right. And then in my other hand, I had a handheld, and I have a picture that I bought from that race, and it was I had a rain jacket that was two sizes too big. <laughs> I look homeless, really, <laughs> and uh, it snowed a little bit on us, Yeah, and I didn't notice, and I got tired of carrying the bag, and I had some old Patagonia shorts, so I stuck them in my pocket. Yeah. Well, the, it opened, and it was <laughs> raining and snowing, and I like went to sit down, and all the hairs on my legs started pulling off, and I'm like, what is that? And it had made a paste in my, in my pants, right? <laughs> and luckily, it was in the side pocket, you know, near the back, but... Uh, that was miserable, and that was my only refreshment I took with me. So, <laughs> so I think I I ran the Buffalo. The first time I did the Buffalo run was maybe the second year that he held it. Now, the, I think the first two years he was whole. The start finish was up on one like the campsite. It was. Right? Yep, it was. So I did the twenty five k loop the 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 first time I did. It was might been like two thousand six, and uh, back then I was. Like, for some reason, I was doing, like, the hammer products, right? And I took this hammer drink mix with me in my handheld. And I'm running with it, and I'm not really drinking a whole bunch of it. <laughs> I know where this is going yeah. already. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I you know, did the, the, the loop, because it's a lollipop course, right? So I did the the loop on the backside, and I came back, and I'm like, well, dang, I need to start drinking. I haven't really drank much. Well, that water bottle was just shook up, super frothy. I didn't care. <laughs> and I, I freaking drank it all, right? So I'm running down past Lone Tree, and I'm getting closer to the finish. Like You can see the finish line yep. miles away, right? Yeah. And my stomach is getting grouchy. And... I'm getting closer to the finish line, and my stomach is rebelling big time. And there's nowhere to hide out there on that <laughs> part of the course. Unless you can find a friendly buffalo. To yeah, hide right. Out. I mean, if you got a drop trial, everybody's going to see. <laughs> and the course used to finish going by those bathrooms down by the campsites. So <laughs> my stomach is a full on ready to just let loose because of this frothy hammer product, <laughs> right? And Thank goodness one of those bathrooms is open. And I, I think they've since, you know, the Department of Defense, the environmental <laughs> quality, they've pretty much quarantined that thing off after that visit there. They taped it off. They right? taped that sucker off. <laughs> Nobody's has been able to go in because the the you know, the what is that? Like nuclear ra radiation has a half life. I think that bathroom <laughs> has a half life too right now. So you might want to avoid the taped off bathroom out there on Antelope Island. And I haven't been able to do hammer products <laughs> up until maybe like last year I started to ease myself <laughs> back ease, into them. Ease back into it. Yeah. You know how if you eat something and you kind of throw up on it or get sick on it, you you won't eat again yeah i, I had the same kind of post from you know traumatic hammer disorder <laughs> you had to wean yourself back onto I, it i did for sure so we both have you know fond memories of our first experiences out on the island with less than desirable conditions and yes circumstances yes and one thing that we sh we have failed to mention and i almost feel bad about this is jim's wife karen yeah, she's a good cook. She cooks up the chili, the chili, the stew, the buffalo stew, and they make a non, 
meat version for the non-meat eaters out there. Yeah. And it is so good. It is. But to, when you finish a race, I don't know what it is, but it is so good. So hats off. Yeah. Number one, Karen, for putting up with Jim for so long. Oh, I know. She's a saint. Hey, right? And then uh, I guess number two is for the amazing stew um, that is prepared for us every single yeah. year. And they make a lot. I mean, if you have 800 people out there yeah. and then, you know, some runners bring family members that buy tickets to eat to, they make a darn lot of chili. A lot of chili. And it's and they give you, you get a mug. Yeah. So you just fill up your own mug. Right. And then you go back mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's awesome. So it's yummy. And uh, it's the great thing about it is uh, she is the on on the website. Karen is vice president of reality and maker of chili. That's right. So what a what a fitting name it sure is for that. So, well, you know what? We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we are gonna uh, hydrate. Yep. And uh, what are we, we drinking today? Uh, today, Aunt Joel brought in some s- local Salt Lake favorite Squatters yep. Hop Rising Double IPA. That's right. Cause we're, we're IPA boys. That's right, and it's in the can, so it's even, it's just, I don't know, there's something different about drinking out of a can. It feels comforting. It does, right? Right? It takes you back to those college days. Yeah, it does. So, anyway, we will hydrate, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Jim Skaggs, and you are listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. So Eric and I are hydrating right now because, you know, he and I just did run two days in a row. On dirt. On dirt, folks. It was glorious. Um, we haven't been running a whole lot lately just because of our schedule. Uh, Eric's been traveling a lot for work. But one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and I'm thinking about, you know, how are we going to approach this subject? Um, it's really important. Strength training. Yep. And one of the reasons I really wanted to bring it up today is because we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago, and I thought that was kind of more off-the-cuff type of comments. And then this last week, I was listening to a podcast. Um, It was Joe Rogan. He was talking to Mark from Mark's Daily Apple. And, I mean, if you have time, because this podcast is like, I don't know, it's almost two hours long. But I've been breaking it up at the chunks when I've been traveling to Salt Lake. I'll listen to it for like a half hour at a time. But... There was a lot of good information on this podcast. So if you've got time, go listen to it. Um, there is some naughty language in there, so be aware of that. You don't want to listen to it in the car with your kids unless they're used to you using that foul language. But they really did dive into strength training quite a bit, and they also touched a lot on nutrition. Um, and there's really good information on there on nutrition, which we will hopefully talk to somebody in a few weeks about, uh, maybe a different way of fueling. But I want to touch on strength training. Um, I never really wanted to use the podcast as a way to kind of like promote my business, but that's my background, right? Uh, One of my backgrounds. I guess I wear a lot of different hats. Um, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I'm an exercise physiologist. I'm a human performance person. That's what I've been doing for, man, 13 years now. Long time. Which is crazy to think about. If I look back at, you know, how I got into it and, you know, all the athletes I've trained, I'm I, I'm not trying to brag, but it's like, wow, I've kind of done a lot over the last 13 years in this field. And one thing that is still brought up, or, you know, 
the question that still arises is how can strength work help running? And I had this question the other day from somebody. Um, Jim McGregor, you know him. He was over at the ski shop. and My gym's right next to the ski shop. And he stopped and he said hi. He goes, so would this help me? I'm like, well, yeah. Don't you know that? I just assume, and that's my mistake for assuming, that everybody knows that by now. I mean, because it's kind of a no-brainer, right? At this stage in the game, we all kind of know that the appropriate strength training is going to help with running. So, you know, a couple weeks ago we touched on it. It was kind of off the cuff. So today one of the things that I wanted to talk about was how strength training can help you as a trail runner. And I want to be specific about that because the type of strength training that I advocate and I've been doing for years is specific to trail running. Now, if you're a roadie, you need to maybe listen a little bit, but this isn't going to be as applicable to you as it is to my trail friends. So, where do we start, right? Well, you got to start with a good foundation. You got to go to the right gym. You got to go, you got to find somebody that can help you with your form because that's key. Second, you got to look at the long term. How is this going to benefit you in three three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, and 24 months? Because that is kind of the cycle that we operate off of, is we want to look at the long-term effects of being in the gym two times a week for nine months and how that's going to improve your running. So third, you cannot be you know, kind of deterred at first with how strength training impacts your running. Because again, like I said, you're looking at this long-term effect of, you know, okay, at the end of my 12 months, am I a better runner? And that's what you really have to, you know, kind of base it off of. You know, at first, if you're, if you're getting into the gym and you're doing this appropriate lifting, and you, you, you do need to lift. It, it can't be this kind of like I, like this Gwyneth Paltrow, I can't lift more than three pounds nonsense. You need to get in there, and you need to lift. But it needs to be appropriate for where you're at. Um, and we'll touch on that maybe later. Um, at first, your running's going to suffer, right? You're not going to be able to run as fast. You're going to feel sore. But over a long period of time, you're going to adapt to that new stimulus, and you're going to find that you're going to improve your running economy. And maybe that's something we'll touch on in a future episode is running economy because that's really important as well. And that was one of the things that you know, I, I did my grad research on was running economy. But, you know, so let's go back to that, that first thing. You know, finding that appropriate resource, whether it's a gym in your city, in your neighborhood, or maybe it's an online source. And you got to find that, that, that source that can help you achieve the best technique. Because you can get in you know, trouble real quick, especially when you're lifting. Well, as you said, it's form-based. So you can, you can lift, and, you, and you know, everybody out there knows, you could be the lightest thing you could think of, a small bar, a kettlebell. But if you right. lift wrong or awkward, you could hurt. Yeah, and that's the last thing you want is to get hurt. Because then if you get hurt, you're going to be like, oh, screw this. This isn't worth my time. Exactly. Or it doesn't work for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's nonsense. It works for everybody. 
Um, and I've been doing this for a long time, and it does. If you're committed, and that's another thing, you have to be committed. And I think I've touched on that enough. It, you got to look at you know for this longevity, but find that person that you match up well with, that supports what you're doing, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, that that's kind of another boy. We're kind of all over the place right now, but yeah, you got to find that person that knows what they're doing, not some knucklehead that took a weekend certificate. And there's so many of those out there. Find somebody that actually invested their time into their education and that continuously invests in their education, knows what they're talking about, that can help you with form. Because that will set you up then over the next 12 or 24 months to be an efficient lifter. And it's going to pay off big time. So find that person that you match up with well. Like I said, it it could be, you know, like my little gym. It could be, gosh, in Salt Lake, there's so many good little gyms. Um, that's where you can find them, are really great little gyms. And I know they're all over the place. So do that first and foremost. And then you just got to embrace it because it's going to suck at first. Embrace the suck. Really, it is. Don't worry about... Um, my normal run is 10 minutes slower because this really is an investment. A year down the line, 18 months down the line, you're going to be running stronger. You're going to be running faster. Your injury rate's going to go down. Your recovery is going to be better. I can't say enough good things about it. Well, speaking from experience, the, you know, I, I'd run with you and known you for quite some time before I came to the gym. Right. And I had the same excuse every year. Number one, I'm not strong. Right. I don't want to feel like a little weakling in the gym. True. And number two, my biggest one is I didn't want to be sore. I'm like, I can't. Holy cow. Are you kidding me? I did this and my my, my hamstrings were tight or sore. So right. that really deterred me for a few years. But then when I got in, it's like you said, you embrace the suck. You get by week two, week yeah. one or two. It depends on how often you go and what you're doing. And then... It's like a whole different ball game, really. Right. I think after week two, you, you start to adapt. The, the soreness is not as bad. I'm only speaking of my gym and you know the programming I do for my athletes. And maybe it's different for other gyms. But I think universally, yeah, the first two weeks are going to be the hardest for you. Maybe the first four weeks will be the hardest for you. Depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Depends on what time of year you start strength training. Yeah. Um, off season, in right. season. Well, it depends on your off season. Now, I was thinking about this quite a bit, you know, over the last two weeks. Let's say that you've got a spring race that is your A race that you want to nail. Really, you should be in the gym September, October, November, maybe December, and then you're going to back off the gym. Because then you're really looking at narrowing your, your run training down, really focus that run training to have the best result you can in the spring. And I think that goes to where you were saying before is work with somebody that knows what they're doing because right. like you hit it hard, like you just mentioned, those three, four months. Yep. But you can still go to the gym. It's just maybe at a different intensity during your thick True. training or do you back off completely? Well, it, that's a good question. There's no right answer to that. It depends on the individual. Um, I've got some individuals that can be in the gym for nine months a year. 
And then I kick him out for three months. I don't want to see you anymore. You need to go just focus on running and racing. That's it. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have other people that are in the gym for three months only. Um, I'd like to see them a little longer, to be honest. But just three months is all they can afford, and that's fine. It's better than nothing. But if you have a late-season race or a mid-season race that you're focused on, uh, season, I define that as more like you know that May through September, if that's your focus period, then you can be in the gym longer, to be honest. And you really should be in the gym longer. Um, I think there's enough research out there to show that the more strength training you do, the better off you are as a runner and the healthier you are. Now, I mean, this is something we had never really talked about. You know, the, the health, just your general wellness, you're actually healthier lifting weights. And I define lifting as, you know, it's going to be strenuous. It's yeah. going to be hard, not just easy machine weights. I'm talking dumbbells and barbells and kettlebells. Um, so, you know, if you've got a race that's, you know, say the speed goat is your, your key race, which is in July, yep. you can be in the gym theoretically through May and maybe even through June, depending on if you're just going to come in and do some easy core stuff and just do some easy lifting to maintain that neuromuscular type of firing. You can do that well through May and even through June if you wanted to. And it won't, well, for most people, it's not going to affect the results negatively it'll be actually the opposite it'll be a positive effect so like you said you gotta find that person that knows what they're doing and i think that's what all this goes back to because you get in the wrong hands everything that you just said is a game changer right Right. i mean you got to make sure and i think that's one of the things like when you're searching for a doctor yeah right you don't go to you know someone that works on shoulders if you got a sore throat you know, I mean, no. it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. So when you say I work, w-, you know, this is what I say for trail runners. Right, it is. And so I think again, you need to specify. And what we've had in shows like it's the same as finding the coach. Yeah. Interview them. Feel comfortable oh, with them. Make sure they know. Talk what your to them game a couple of times. Is. See if you can go try out their class for free. Anybody that's worth their salt should let you try something out, maybe for free once to see if you work well with them because you're going to invest time and money. Into a good coach. You should, really. A, a good coach should be paid well for their time. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're professional, right? I mean, you should go out and pay them. You wouldn't go to a doctor and say, well, you know, you're a doctor and I'm not, not going to pay you very much. I'm not going mean, to pay you, but here's a coupon. Can yeah, you check exactly. me out? I've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, really, it, it go out and find that right person that matches up well with you. Um, be patient with it. Look at the that long-range view of how it's going to help. Um, because it, it will. It will improve your running economy, um, which really, for us distance runners, for us trail runners, for us ultra-marathoners, that's what determines how well you do. That and obviously you know, nutrition is yeah. another big thing. And you know we'll talk more about that, and I think, in the coming weeks and how you can maybe change the way you're thinking about nutrition because in, in the past it's always been very dogmatic um, and I, I think that's a discussion that's open and we can maybe broach that um, so yeah I know that I'm kind of all over the place with this but I'm really passionate about it um, I, I think it would improve everybody's running um, you have to give it a try 
maybe on blind faith. Um, find that coach that matches well with you. Stick with it. Stick with it actually into your racing season too. But have that conversation with the coach. Say, hey, I've got a couple races coming up. Can I still come into the gym and just do some easy stuff? And if they say, well, yeah, you can come in the gym, but you're going to lift heavy, then they don't get you. They don't understand your needs. It's time to find a new coach. You should find that person that understands what you're ultimately trying to achieve. So maybe what we can do is, I don't know, a video? Yeah. I think we should maybe do some videos coming up. Well, I know the last one you talked about was some of the single leg stuff. And, you know, the one time we brought it up, we had people... I mean, I had people emailing me, right. asking me, that was awesome, it was cool to know what you were doing, right. you know, some different things, again, because it's, it's run-specific in a lot of the ways well, is what we're doing. Yeah, it is. It's run-specific, but it's also, it's really specific to what we do, right? Yeah. So we're out there for, you know, hours, either doing training runs or doing races, and you have to be specific, well, at first you need to be general with your training, Right. Um, you just want to make sure you have a solid foundation. Get that base. Yeah, and it's all about base building, right? Uh, I'm really big on that. Um, if you came into the gym, you'd hear that a lot. It's all about the base, right? The, the bigger your base is, the more efficient you're going to be as an athlete, uh, the less injury you're going to have. Um, but then, once you got the base, let's be specific. And with us, you know, us meaning trail runners, we're, in the out, we're out there for hours. Yep. So you need to train for that. And you can do that in the gym either, you know, so right now we just got done with our volume cycle. So we were doing massive amounts of reps in the gym for three months. But we weren't really doing it with a whole lot of weight. And one of the reasons we were doing that is because you think about, you know, ultra runners or trail runners, how many know steps you got during that training run well go back to the gym and then if you're doing jump lunges and you're doing body weight squats that is really similar to trail running meaning that you're just using your body weight to affect the neuromuscular system to change that muscle so that it's more efficient in the long run to support the activity that you do on the trail and that pays off big time. So we just moved out of that volume cycle. And now we're going to move into more of a like a classic lifting cycle. And that pays off too. Because now we're asking the body to do a greater amount of work. But then on the same page, you got to balance that out. Because I know everybody's getting ready to go into, I don't know, late spring yeah. races. Racing. Early summer races. So, you know, we'll, we'll be careful with that in our gym with our athletes. And, you know, we get a lot of feedback from them saying, yeah, feeling a little tired. I might back them off a little bit. Or, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, well, let's keep maintaining it then. So, again, it comes back to finding that person you match up well with. And if they whine and complain, you just give them more, right? <laughs> that is really true during certain times of the year. <laughs> You know, if it's before Christmas and you're whining a whole bunch, you will be punished and severely. I've, I've been in the gym when someone's done that, and it's 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 truth. 
It, well, see, here's the deal with our gym. If one person complains, everybody is guilty. And it's this collective group suffering then. And I really believe in that. You know, everybody has to be on kind of the same page. Um, if somebody's complaining about something, then let's fix it. You know, if you're just whining to be a little whiner, then I want to weed you out real quick <laughs> if I can. Or, or the rest of your group's going to take you to task after Yeah, the, after that's class. true. They will. <laughs> or we just want to change, you know, how you're thinking as well. So um, I think what we'll try to do for maybe next week or later this week is get up a video just going over really basic functional movements that will, I think, help you year-round for running. So maybe we'll get that up on YouTube because we do have a YouTube channel. We just don't have anything on it yet. We do. We're, we're trying to get everything up and going right now. Yeah. So we'll try to get that up just going over the basic fundamental movements. Um, we'll go over technique, maybe set some reps in the video. And I don't know. I'm not going to promise anything, but we'll try to do something, I don't know, for the next three or four weeks. That'd be awesome. That way you just have that resource that you can go back to. And you can use that year-round. And if you have more specific questions, um, email me. You know, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter. We'll get them answered. That's right. From a pro. Yeah. yeah like I said, I, I never intended the podcast to be like this platform for my business, but... Well, and I don't think it is because, as you said, I mean, not everybody is here. Not everybody's going to come into no. your gym. No. So there's gyms all across and the country. I don't want coaches. everybody in my gym. Yeah, it's to be not. Honest. Yeah, we we've had problems with getting in the gym. Yeah, I mean, so many people. I have a micro gym now. Um, it's real limited on space, which is nice because nobody can hide. Yeah, that's nobody true. nobody can be off in the corner not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I can see everybody. Every angle possible. That's right. I so, love it. You know, and I don't think it, it is. I mean, what we're doing here, and I, I know Joel, He, like you said, he's got the background. He's got the degree. He's got the passion for it. So it's just another resource. You know, last last show we talked about the massage therapy stuff. Right. We brought up Nate Graven's name. We're not saying yep. everybody in the country fly into Ogden, let's go see Nate, because you're not going to get on the schedule. And no, if you do, you're, you're going to piss me off because exactly. you're taking my time. I know. We're just giving you tools. We're giving you ideas so you can become a better runner and as Joel so. said it's good for your health anyway yeah and that's another thing that maybe we can touch on some other time is just you know being healthy you know like what would Jaime say finding the optimal your genetic potential that's what he said yeah finding your genetic potential and then living up to that and I think this is one way that you can get there it's not it's not a hack you know because you gotta work for it and I think that's mainly why I wanted to kind of like, you know, emphasize today is this is one way you can optimize you as a runner and as your health, right? Because that's really important. As we get older, man, you got to be strong. Break down. Yeah, you don't want to be that 70-year-old that can't walk out to the mailbox and get their mail. You want to be functional. You want to be independent, and right now, the stage of the game for most of us, you know, we're running, we have goals, and this is one way you can achieve your goal. Strength training, it's easy. Yep. You could do it at your house, you could do it at the gym. Don't ignore it, embrace it. It's just another tool. Another tool. That's right. 
I think that was good stuff. Um, and again, like Joel said, available with questions, you know. Yeah. Um, so don't be afraid to ask because uh, we want to make sure we're, we're on the same page. And again, you know, we all go back to the same thing. You got to do it the right way, no matter what it is, nutrition, yeah. lifting, running, anything you do, you got to do it the right way. Yeah. If you're going to invest the time into it, do it the right way. All right. Well, I think that's good stuff. I think we can uh, close it out. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I don't have anything else to say right now. So uh, we'll just throw out a few reminders to everybody. Um, our Instagram hashtag thing. Well, yeah, we're about is, done with that. Is uh, for this month at least. Yeah, for this month, um, we're getting we're winding down for February. Go ahead and hashtag Trail Manners. Uh, let's do some peaks. Uh, yep. Take some photos. We've had some cool hashtags with people with their Trail Manor sticker in their car. Ooh, yeah. You know, all their gear went out, so they got their sexy swag with their shirts, their hats. Yep. Um, those are going to be available, the Boco gear hats. Oh, yeah. Um, we just had one down in Zion getting tested out, and mm-hmm. I was getting texts saying, this is so comfy. I love it. I think we're about ready to sell those. We are, and we have, li- like we said, we have limited, qu- like limited, right. I, mean, I mean limited quantities. Yep. So these are hot. Uh-huh. So maybe look for that midweek on the website. Uh, yeah. We'll throw something out, obviously, on you know Facebook and Instagram and Twitter on that. And we still have a few shirts and hats from our Kickstarter campaign. We made some extra. That's right. Uh, so if you're interested in those, let us know. Also, this week, you're going to see the first article from Bonus Miles. That's right. Um, it's just an intro article, uh, so it just gives you an idea what what's going to happen. Uh, also, that article from Jim Skaggs is coming out this week. Oh, yeah? Maybe on Thursday. Is it the mumblings of an old man? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So he, he's been helping us out. So, again, thanks for bearing with us. Our week off, it's almost like season one's over and we're approaching season two or yeah. something like that. I think that's what they do now on TV shows. I think that podcasts are doing that now, too. I think so. Yeah. So we're not going to chalk it up to that, but we could fake it and just say yeah. it's season two. Fake it until you make it. That's right. So, again, uh, thanks for listening. Have any questions, concerns, comments, please let us know. That's right. This is uh, Eric Manning again, Joel Hatch, and uh, we're signing off, and have a great week. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast, and also we'd like to encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or you can swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There you'll be able to pick up some cool swag, some Boko gear hats, some tech tees, as well as some other trucker lids we got going on. Uh, you can also contact us. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you want to be on our show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>